Yo, what up? What up? It is the cannibal, the cannabis animal back at it again with another edition of the Blunt Report podcast. That's right. If you're listening right now and you hear some sort of a new quality to the uh, podcast, of course, got brand new equipment, brand new mixer, brand new audio interface, brand new fucking mic. Ladies and gentlemen, we are fucking coming up. Fuck yeah. I love it. Y'all, for real. Anybody who's been supporting the podcast, I really appreciate your support. Really. It doesn't matter if it's five minutes, a whole episode, fucking 30 seconds. doesn't matter. You know, I just want to get my, my shit out there, my word out there, my type of vibe. Of course, if you vibe with it, thank you. If you don't, thank you too. So I want to go ahead and just give a shout out to our sponsor who's been here since day one. Since day one. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to, well, you know what? Let's do it properly. This Blunt Report podcast is brought to you by weed. Smoke it. You hear that sound? That's the sound of my or me or my or me. <laughs> I, I fucking made a bunch of pre-rolls because sometimes I just don't feel like rolling. I usually roll my own joints, but sometimes I just don't feel like it, right? So these, these bad boys have been sitting in a jar for a while, curing. You know, I had a couple of them already. Let's go ahead and light the sucker up. That's right, light the sucker up. Light it up, sucker. Cheers. And if you guys get get the opportunity to join me in in a bowl, fucking joint, a dab, roll one, pack one, dab one with me, please. The fuck, man? I don't understand. (laughs) Fuck. Now, I know I took out all the stems. I don't fucking know. I think it's my joint. Fucking tasty shit, though. Tasty, tasty shit. Mm. We're still puffing on the... Puffing. We're still puffing on this gelato. <laughs> We're still puffing on this gelato. It is Croptober. Um, for this season, we're actually starting late. We're actually starting indoor. So, um, it's just going to be mainly indoor uh, with the growers that I fuck with. So... I can't wait to see what goes on. I think we still have some banana kush and some other, some other strains. I still have not, you know, um, got the info for, but keep you updated for all you smokers out there. Mm. So, it is still September. Actually, no, it's not September. Fuck, the fuck, I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. It is now fucking October. October. Y'all believe that shit? Hmm. So. This year has gone fucking by so fast, and so much shit has happened. Fuck, y'all. I hope you guys are well. I hope this podcast finds you in a great place. And if it doesn't, like I always say in every fucking podcast episode, if you feel like hurting yourself, if you feel like you're coming to your wit's end, and you feel like there's only one way out, please, before you do anything, before you even take action, reach out to somebody. Reach out to somebody. There's always somebody willing to listen. Always remember that shit, for real. If any of you out there are listening and can take anything away from this podcast, take this. I heard this quote yesterday, and it really spoke to me. And I'm not going to lie. I I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with depression. I don't get suicidal. 
I do have just thoughts of despair like everybody else does, but I'm addressing that shit like never before. This was a quote from a dying man to his wife. Every day that you wake up and your head leaves that pillow, you have all that you need. That spoke to me, y'all. For real. There are there is there are so many things out there that could be worse. You know what I mean? But know this. I swear to you, I swear to you, that it's not gonna be like that always. But you have to put forth the effort to try to get through this, to try to go above and beyond and slip out of that depression, anxiety, and into your normal state, which is happiness, you know? I know a lot of you might say easier said than done, but I live that shit. I live that shit. Why? One of the reasons why I like to use cannabis. It's not a scapegoat. It actually helps me enhance my life to be there in the present moment and be happier. Of course, I'm putting forth, I'm putting forth the effort myself too. This is just not a, oh, well, you know, cannabis is going to cure all my fucking ills. No. Physically, it might have that, that ability to, you know, to heal you. Um, <clears throat> but mentally, you got to put the effort too. It's, it's, you know what's funny? is Weed is not a gateway drug. It's a doorway drug. A doorway because it shows you the door. You know? It shows you the door on what you need to do. And if you put forth the effort alongside cannabis, alongside a better diet, which I'm really trying to... You know, let's get let's get straight. I love food and all that shit, but these things do help. These things do change your mood. So, really, y'all, for real, there's always somebody willing to listen. Fucking reach out to me. I guarantee fucking to you. Reach out, reach out to my Instagram at the Blunt Report. Please hit me up. Hit me up. I'll fucking answer. Guaranteed. Please. There's always something we could do. The only solution. The the only thing that there's no solution to. My father told me is death. Even the diseases I know that some people are terminal, some people have cancer, I get that shit. But if you're alive, if you're, you could say you're well, yo, there's some people that could, that are on their knees right now on their deathbeds, terminal, wishing they could get a second fucking chance. People on their deathbeds wishing that they, they would have done something with their lives. You have a great gift. You have a great gift. This is the gift of life that a lot of people cannot live now. So live for the ones that are here. Live for the ones live for the ones that are gone and live for yourself. You have to take care of number 1 first before you can take care of number 2. So remember that shit. Why do you think when planes are going down and the oxygen masks come down. Why do you think they tell the adults to take care of themselves first and get that their mask on first? You're the adult. You have to be good first, be able to breathe before you could even do that to you know to the um, to the person next to you, you know, to your children. So think about that shit. All right. So here goes the the suicide national suicide prevention lifeline. This is for, for the U.S. only. It is 
800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. You can also go to the website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org and you can also chat in within that website to people that are professionally trained and will listen to everything you have to say. So please, y'all, please, 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 don't do it. Don't do it for anybody else but yourself. You know what I mean? And then come the benefits for number two. So, y'all. All right. So enough of that. Um, let's talk about today's episode. <laughs> it's gonna be a fucking weird one, like always, right? When is it not fucking weird? Today we are going to be talking about the the Beatles. The Beatles. Beatles. That was a really fucking horrible accent. <laughs> uh, you know, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the Beatles. Don't get me wrong. I just, yeah, fucking seriously burned out uh, of the Beatles. That's all I listened to when I was younger and all that shit. My dad. <laughs> but um, we're going to be talking about the Beatles. Beatles. More specifically, the urban legend or the the conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney is dead. And it was replaced by a clone. Or not a clone. <laughs> fucking tripping. Not a clone, but a, I mean, you could say that shit. But he was replaced by a lookalike, and, you know, I had all types of surgery and all that bullshit. I am going to be discussing what happened on that fateful day when Paul McCartney supposedly, you know, passed away. I will also be discussing what would have happened if the English government, quote-unquote, would have would have not have stepped in and assisted with this whole transformation of this new Paul McCartney. And this also has a lot to do with the whole Beatlemania thing. That shit was big and it was fucking huge. They swept across the whole world with all that shit. So it was pretty crazy. Also, today we are going to be having some ca- cannabis news because we haven't done that shit in a while. Of course, paranormal news in between fuckery and fucking away we go. All right, here we go with our first fucking story. So this this is about a video that's been circulating around for a bit on the internet. I believe it comes directly from TikTok um, from a user by the name of Ruben Hoffs. Now, this video clip shows a mystery craft at the uh, Lockheed Martin facility. It's actually, to be more exact, the Helendale Radar Cross Section facility. It This fucking thing looks like a ship. But, again, <laughs> because there's a lot of people that, you know, really... I mean, come on. It looks, it looks crazy, but it doesn't look like an aircraft to me, to tell you the truth. But, again, they're... You know, just going back to a couple of stories that I've seen um, and the supposed mechanics of this, it could be it. But again, sometimes the people that really dig deep into this shit really find something, you know, that's really not there. Now, I- I'm one to talk <laughs> straight the fuck up, but I-, I-, I love talking about UFOs. I just can't confirm any of this shit. But if it- if legit, if this is true, then fuck, this shit looks weird. It kind of looks like a manta ray kind of thing. Now... There's a quote from this guy, and he's and he's uh, stating, Coincidentally, this morning, I stumbled upon a very interesting TikTok video of an unknown shape on a flatbed trailer. So he's not really saying it's a UFO, but everybody else is having a fucking field day with that shit. Now, he wrote, The scaffolding in the background got my interest, and this appears to be Helendale Radar Cross Section Facility. And he goes on to say, Also, this does not seem to resemble the so-called pole cap used for calibration purposes. So... So if it isn't that, then what is it? So I don't know anything about this shit. I don't know anything about aircraft engineering. It seems it sounds like he knows what he's talking about. So for this 
you know, cap. It could be that they're designing a new fucking cap. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. That's why I maybe not resemble that. Of course, we, we never know. The, um, I believe the general manager of Lockheed's Skunk Works arm was um, asked about the video. And he, of course, refused to comment. So, this is kind of fucking weird. Now, of course, I would love to say, yeah, this is fucking legit shit. This is experimental, experimental airplanes or, you know, vehicles that are being tested and ran and all that bullshit, right? Because I do believe one thing for sure is that, you know, alien, if UFOs are real, which kind of points to that shit, for sure they reverse engineer that shit, taking their technology and, of course, ran with that shit, you know? It, it's fucking possible. That's for damn sure. I will try to go ahead and get the link for this video in the show notes. Let's move on to our next story. So, in the last episode, I talked about... Well, new. The section of news, I talked about Elon Musk launching his new robot and all that shit. And it could be a fucking iRobot situation and all that bullshit, right? Uh, but now Amazon is jumping on the train and they are about to release an autonomous home robot. It'll probably be able to wipe her ass too. <laughs> My word, I don't believe that goes there. Straight the fuck up. So this lovely robot is going to be able to roam your home. It, it has sensors, cameras. Now we're going to jump into this, you know, this era. And there are a lot of things that come with it. Yeah, it might be okay for security reasons. You know, you could check on your kids being a fucking little, little, little punks and shit. <laughs> uh, you can't do that, all that shit. This works as a security, you know, security officer, if you will. It it runs on Alexa, and it <laughs> it has this is the weird fucking part is it has like a little screen, but on that screen it's it's little face, so it has expressions and, sh and shit like that. This is. A full robot, 100% robot. This is what you know. Amazon is claiming. It, like I said, it's gonna patrol your rooms. It could do all that shit with a little periscope and all that, all that bullshit. <laughs> it has facial recognition. That's the fucking part that kind of gets me. But of course, if you guys have put your fucking uh your your faces on Instagram, you know, um, Snapchat, TikTok. Your face has already been facially recognized. If you guys didn't know that shit, and that's just real talk. How do you how do you think those filters or those little mask filters, the crazy filters that go on your face, adapt to how you move and shit? I mean, they're tracking your fucking face for crying out loud. Give me a fucking break. And I'm not an engineer, but that's obvious, dude. Come on. So this is gonna be, I mean, so Amazon is, I mean, fucking taking. I mean, they're jumping, they are, they have already dipped their, their fucking feet into so much shit. And of course, now with, um, Jeff Bezos allowing workers to have, or dismissing cannabis as a reason to not be hired or fired from Amazon. So, you know, he said, yeah, come back y'all fucking now that they, now that they are, he already fucked up people's lives and shit. And <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with the whole cannabis thing. Uh, he's calling them back. Say, hey, come back. Well, how are you? Why? Because nobody wants to fucking work. <laughs> Straight up. But this is going to... So for for select Amazon customers, they will they will be able to get this for the low... low on the low. Straight up, my boy. On the low. Straight the fuck up, my boy. <laughs> we're fucking 99 dollars That's just 
for select customers. Now, the actual retail price is going to be $1449.99. Jeez, that fuck. I mean, come on. You know how many how many of these are going to fucking sell? Not only that, but how many of these people are going to fucking resell? These are going to these are going to going to be like the like any other console that comes out, but I remember the Super Nintendo being fucking ridiculously pricey. People would literally wait in line to fucking get this, these consoles, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, Nintendo, all that shit. They would literally fucking camp out. Camp the fuck out. Who the fuck camps out, yo? Fuck that shit. Freezing my ass off. Literally not taking a shower. Nasty ass breath stinks. All that bullshit. <laughs> I don't know, yo. That shit is fucking crazy. I can't, I can't w get with that shit. I'd rather just wait for the... You know, really good versions to come out. None, none of those fucking glitchy first consoles that come out. Y'all know what I'm talking about, for real. All right, let's take a little break. Fucking take this hit right here. Right here. Damn. <coughs> Damn, I'm taking fatty fucking rips to the dome. That's right. All right, so this is pretty fucking weird. And I always set out with all the fucking stories that I do, but this one's fucking weird. So there is this alleged uh, TikToker who supposedly is from the future. And he's been posting shit from the future. And it's pretty fucking creepy. Uh, his username is Unico Sobreviviente. Unico Sobreviviente, which is uh, only survivor. And his he just provides his first name. He goes by Javier. And supposedly, um, he goes around everywhere. I'm talking about everywhere um, in his city. Hospitals, restaurants, all this shit, right? And the motherfucker, <laughs> all these cities are empty. Wherever the fuck he's at, all these places are literally like a fucking ghost town. So the guy is from Valencia, Spain. And supposedly how it started is that it goes uh, like this. It says, I'm going to translate it as best I can. I have just woken up in a hospital and I don't know what could possibly have happened. Today is the 13th of February, 2027, and I am alone in this city. So, I don't know how the fuck this guy's pulling this shit off, but he's pulling it off. Because I've gone to his fucking TikTok, and this fucking guy, it's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. Um, because everything in the fucking city is lonely. There is um, no people. The guy literally goes into anywhere he fucking wants, grabs a beer, grabs a, a clothes, and I think he even took a car from a dealership. Supposedly, this guy is living in 2027, if I have not mentioned that already. Everything looks to be in great condition, uh, but I don't know how it fucking... I don't know. It's, it, 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 it's fucking weird. Now, obviously... I mean, how the fuck is he doing it from the future if he's posting now? That's one of the big questions that he does get. 
so this already is, of course, sounds like horse shit. It's, I mean, as a story, it's pretty fucking interesting. Again, I don't believe all the shit that I see here or read on the internet. But this sounds pretty fucking cool. Now, one of them, one of the guys challenged them and said, okay, if you're really from the future, why, why does everything in the future look the same as it does now? Why do the advertisements look the same? Why do the clothes look the same? Nothing. It has changed. It's not a major amount of years, but you would think someone something would be different, right? So another guy, uh, another TikToker, time traveler, by the name of 2029man, he refers himself as a messenger and he claims to be sent, or he was sent back to the present day as fucking punishment. <laughs> so somebody said, you know what? Fuck you, you fucked up. We're sending you back to t- t- the 2021 motherfucker. You're fucked. That's it. You're done. You're fucking going back to the middle of the pandemic and shit you only fucking uh, read and heard about a couple years back. <laughs> Damn, what the fuck do you have to do to fucking be sent back in time to a fucked up ass fucking... <laughs> oh, fucking shit. This concludes our paranormal news portion of the podcast. It's time to get down to fucking business. That's right. Today, we are going to be talking about an urban legend that's been around for a long time. We are going to be talking about the Beatles. And more specifically, about Paul McCartney dying a long time ago. And after his death, <laughs> the um, Paul McCartney was replaced by somebody else. We'll jump into it. This is called Paul McCartney Really Is Dead. Now, this is a crazy urban legend that's been around for a long time. And there's only been speculation I don't know how the fuck this went about, but if this is true, this sounds a little bit more plausible than other conspiracy theories that I've heard out there. It's just simple. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have a huge entanglement of all this bullshit. I think it's, I think it's more believable than other ones. On July, 2006 in the United States, a production company, I'm assuming it's a production production company by the name of Highway Entertainment received a package and inside that package was a few um, a few mini mini recorder tapes and on those tapes were something fucking far fucking out (laughs) now before I go on let me fucking take this hit All right. In those tapes was the supposed last testament of one George Harrison. Now, this happened right after a murder attempt or assassination attempt attempt on George Harrison. He got stabbed. I mean, it was fucking crazy. (laughs) And I mean, fuck, yo, that's fucking nuts. So he explains he goes on to explain why. They tried to kill him in his own home. And it wasn't just a crazed fan. It was not. No, ladies and gentlemen, it was not. It had a crazier reason why. Or the person that went in there to kill him had a more crazier reason to to get rid of him. So um, with this podcast, I went ahead and prepared something for this that seemed um, a little bit uh, appropriate. So here we go. 
But before I go into it, let's fucking spark that bow. Still fucking doing his thing. Oh, wait. November 9th, 1966. Hard rain fell outside the Abbey Road Studios in London, England. Inside, Paul McCartney and bandmate John Lennon had a heated exchange about creative differences. The argument escalated so much that Paul McCartney stormed out of the studio before 5 a.m. Paul got in his Austin Healy and started driving down the road. A little ways down the road, Paul noticed there was a girl in a blue dress walking in the rain. He decided to stop and pick her up for a ride. He was able to determine her name was Rita. Rita, immediately recognizing who Paul was, became uncontrollably crazed and hysterical, grabbing at him, pulling him, and hugging him. Not being able to maneuver the wheel, Paul lost control, which caused his Healy to hit a pole and flip over. The young woman managed to get out of the car and go look for help, while Paul remained trapped inside. Much to her horror, when she returned, she found that there had been an explosion in the car which had decapitated Paul. Paul McCartney was dead. <laughs> That's some fucked up shit right there. Let's take another fucking hit, y'all. All dramatic, baby. <laughs> we're, we're fucking advancing. We are advancing. In this fucking podcast game, for real. Mm, it's so fucking tasty, straight up. Woo! Damn. All right, like my homie fucking damn it says, hydrate, y'all, for real, straight up. All right, so I'm gonna just jump in here. <laughs> All right. How fucking far out, outlandish is this shit right here? Straight up. So let's just break it down a little bit. This, <laughs> this has has been a, a huge thing for a long time. And I came across this when I was super baked. So fuck, I'm, I fucking said, well, fuck, I got to fuck with this. So let's go ahead and fucking continue here. Shortly after 5 a.m., the rest of the band were about to leave the studio when a black unmarked van approached the building and outstepped an MI5 officer identifying himself as Maxwell. He went on to inform the band that there had been a major accident involving Paul. They all got in the van and were driven just three miles down the road to the scene of the accident. Upon arrival, there on a bench, sat a distressed woman in a blue dress who was sobbing uncontrollably and Paul's mangled heavy lay upside down not far from her. Maxwell began to explain how the accident happened. Then he led them to a covered body that lay next to the heavy. John Lennon began to cry. The scene was horrific. Paul's head was split open and missing an eye. Hair burnt and was toothless except for two molars protruding through his cheek. The body lay in a pool of blood. Maxwell asked, Is this Paul McCartney? They answered, Yes, 
He kind of looks like a walrus, Officer Maxwell said. In a fit of rage, John Lennon began to punch the officer while shouting, No, I am the walrus, not him. I am the walrus. I am the walrus. Maxwell threw one clean punch to his stomach, which immediately dropped John. Still in shock, George Harrison, John Lennon, and Ringo Starr were taken to an MI5 safe house. There, they were told that Her Majesty's government believed that if Paul's death were made public, a rash of suicides would likely follow, and that this must be kept secret for as long as possible. The band was sworn to secrecy, under the penalty of death. Oh, damn! Ah, shit! All right, so let's go ahead and digest this this part right here, okay? So we're talking about fucking Beatle mania here. Beatles at the fucking prime, in their prime, straight up, in their fucking prime, right? So, um, if you guys don't know about the Beatles, where the fuck have you been living? What rock have you been living under? <laughs> and if you're too young, I, I doubt that you're too young to be fucking listening to this because most uh, demographic that I get supposedly is, I don't know, 40, 35, some shit like that. So, uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip here. And the clip that I am going to fucking play is... If I'm not mistaken, this is the Beatles' first major hit that fucking launched them into stardom, I believe. Just want to go ahead and remind everybody that this clip is for educational purposes only and is good to use under the Fair Use Act for educational purposes only. So here we go. This is I Want to Hold Your Hand, fucking classic. And this came out on January 18th, 1964. It debuted on the... Hot 100 singles chart at number 45. Um, when And it hit uh, number one on February. So it ended up pretty much staying at the top of the charts for seven weeks. Here is a clip of the fucking song. Oh yeah, I tell you something. I think you'll understand. Alright, now that we fucking got down with that, let's get down with another fucking hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow. Damn, this gelato has really fucking treated me good. I'm so thankful for this, for real. Alright, okay, okay. So let's fucking get into this, right? So. Who the who the fuck would have thought that the 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 Paul McCartney that is in place now? If this is true, okay, let's go ahead and play devil's advocate for a second. If this is true, and Paul McCartney really did die back in the day, then who the fuck replaced him? Straight up, how the fuck did they do it? And <clears throat> not only that, but how did they keep Rita from talking? Now, she wasn't really silenced. I think 
I think it was more of if they really kept it under wraps, you know what I mean? Like really, really under wraps. There was an accident. They're not going to show everybody who the fucking you know, who's under that fucking sheet. But I think that it was just if it's it was if it was just both of them. I mean, they could have said, well, nah, she was hysterical. She was wrong. You know, the Beatles are still alive and all of them are cool and all that shit, right? I mean, who's gonna fucking believe her, right? They might think they might chop it up as she's gone psychotic because she's, I guess, too much of a fan. One of them huge fanatic people that get all crazy and shit. It could be that she go. She comes in a little bit later down the line in the story, but um, I mean, how fucking outlandish is this shit? One of the biggest bands of the world is replaced by somebody else. Nobody else knows what the fuck's going on. They just know that, you know, um, they're still there. They're still the Beatles. But to the homies, you know, the rest of the bandmates, I mean, I can't even imagine how fucking um, John Lennon would have would have felt if this shit went down like that. I mean, imagine you're talking to your homie, you know, you guys are in a band, one of the biggest bands out there that's literally in their prime. You guys have creative differences and the creative differences came here. I believe they're writing a song and <clears throat> Paul McCartney one wanted the, the chorus to be more catchy, you know, like, listen, do you want to know a secret? Do you promise not to tell? I mean, that's 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 a line that we we all know, right? Oh, closer. I mean, that's a big popular song, but. I guess now that they were in their prime, they wanted to actually make a statement and say something that meant something. So John Lennon's like, no, 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 let's let's do it more Dylan-esque, you know, more more cryptic, I guess, or whatever the fuck. Because Dylan was, I don't know where the fuck Dylan was <laughs> these times. Yo. If you look at John Dylan's interviews, man, that motherfucker was not there. <laughs> he was on another fucking planet, some shit like that. So, I mean, we all do, <clears throat> we all do shit, right? I mean, I experimented with, with drugs before and all that but just experiment i never really got stuck on drugs because i i find drugs fascinating even the ones that fuck you up now i don't i don't condone that drug use you know i don't condone drug use period but i'm the type of person that 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 really jumps in with psychedelics you know um mainly psychedelics and lsd that's it i don't really fuck with any other any other thing i haven't fucked with ayahuasca i have definitely not not uh done a, a dmt trip so I don't know, that's maybe down the line, who knows, not really, uh, or Bufo Alvarius, um, the, the toad, <clears throat> anyway, we're getting sidetracked here, so, um, yeah, um, that's the reason why he stormed out, okay, so let's go ahead and continue with the final portion of my little thing a thing so, here we go, Paul and John had quite a large amount of material they had written, and ideas yet to be finished musically, why should they stop now, Beatles music was at its peak, so the band decided they would only be working in the studio recording music. This announcement would give them an MI5 time to find the next Paul McCartney. Like a conspiracy right out of a movie, with the help of teen magazine Tiger Beat and Dick Clark's American Bandstand, they were able to come up with a plan for a lookalike contest for Paul McCartney. The contest was a huge success, although many entered a winner was never publicly announced, but the MI5 had found their perfect candidate. A man by the name of William Campbell. He was brought up to speed by MI5 and made aware of the severity of the situation. William Campbell 
was more than excited to become the next Paul McCartney. He too was sworn to secrecy under the penalty of death. Well, shit. That was... That's a lot to digest. Really, the whole fucking entire thing is just fucking nuts. So, before we get into the rest of this fucking... <laughs> fucking crazy-ass conspiracy, let's take a fucking hit. It's saying, what's up, man? You, you bang that shit, what? <laughs> fucking hate. Mm. It's that first hit off of a fresh bowl. Mm. Oh, yeah, baby. That's fucking heaven. All right. Let's go ahead and unravel the story like a fucking onion. Now, I, I really don't know what makes this production company so special. And why George Harrison decided to give the tapes to this fucking person of this company straight up. I don't get it, but fuck, hey, to each his own. But that's really beyond the point. The crazy thing is that supposedly they sent these tapes to to a lab to see if they could recognize or match George Harrison's voice to to the tapes. They were it, The tests were all always inconclusive. I, I just don't get it, you know. Uh, uh, why the why the fuck would you send it to, to? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he sent it sent it over here to the U.S. because uh, they know that they're gonna fucking blow the story up. Um, let's talk a little bit about the attempt on George Harrison. Somebody broke into his house, and I believe they were able to stab him. They were able to hurt him. Now, one thing I I, I mean I don't know if they were. The, they were, or the Beatles were on a different path of peace and non-violence and all that shit, right? I get it. I really do. Because I, I can't say that uh, I know everything about religion, but I know a bit about uh, the um, those um, those teachings and all that stuff, because I did. Believe it or not, <laughs> uh, this motherfucker right here, he, um, I, I really, I love reading, and early on, before, you know, uh, like six, seven years ago, I was really, really into uh, uh, the uh, yoga systems. Not necessarily for posing, you know, meditation, things like that, transcendental stuff. Um, I was really into a lot of Ram Dass. I still am. Ram Dass, uh, different, um, different books, different, different spiritual teachers that are actual teachers from back in the day. So I, I get it. I get that, you know, being peaceful and all that shit, but, and I'm definitely not fucking making fun of this guy, but, I mean, when the guy broke into his house, and he was gonna stab him, all he could say is, Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, like, he was repeating that, that's, that's part of a mantra, um, uh, a, a, um, I, I don't know if it's a Vedic mantra, but it's, a uh, uh, oh, there you go, Vaishnava mantra, and, um, I I definitely don't want to fucking sound like a dumbass that I I I know what I'm what I'm saying but he this is what he was saying Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. So he was he was literally saying this while motherfucker was getting stabbed. I'm sorry. <laughs> you try to come at me with a fucking knife, yo. It's it's fucking gonna get bad. Cause I'm I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy. Uh, and I'm not the tallest motherfucker out there, but I'm taller than other average Mexicans. <laughs> so um, if you're coming at me with a fucking knife, yo. You better fucking believe it. I'm going to do everything in my fucking power to take that knife away from you. I'll fucking bite your ass. I don't give a fuck because you're holding a knife. Now, I usually don't fight like that. But desperate times call for desperate measures and you do whatever the fuck you can to save your own life. That's different. But the motherfucker broke in there and he was telling them all, all this shit and they, they, were able, they were able to stab him, scare the shit out of him, obviously. And this is the reason why. Supposedly, supposedly, if you guys remember, I mentioned that the Beatles were sworn to secrecy, just like the new fucking Paul, William Campbell, and all that shit. Well, <laughs> the Beatles, or the actual real true remaining members of the Beatles, had a long career, huge career, successful. I mean, people would literally fucking faint on that shit. And I don't remember anybody fainting with a lot of artists, except for just a select few. And I think there's probably just two of them, actually. So from what I remember in videos that I've seen and when Michael Jackson was alive, man, <laughs> that motherfucker could literally just be standing there chill as fuck in a concert live and just look at somebody. Like, literally, he'll fucking turn. There's a story that <laughs> Michael Jackson, I forgot what concert it was huge. He was just standing there, you know, chilling his shit, and he just whip his his head around real fast and look at different directions. <laughs> I, I don't know, but, um, he, he looked towards a woman's direction and literally she fucking fainted. I mean, I've seen videos, yo, people fucking being carried out like from the fucking concert. Cause these people are fucking fainting and having fucking panic attacks and shit like that. I mean, I mean, I get it. Right. I, even when I've seen my when some of my favorite bands start didn't have a fucking shit attack, you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's pop for you, you know. The uh, pop music has been always like that, fucking weird, sometimes even cult-ish, you know. Uh, and, and around, I don't know if Beatlemania was it was more probably in the fifties, you know what I mean? Because uh, I guess in like 60, 69 or some shit like that, they started doing the whole Abbey Abbey Road thing, just different type of style. Man, not even the fucking monkeys, not even the fucking, the doors. God dang, the fucking doors, you know what I mean? Like, straight up. Not even the fucking door, but they, but the door, the doors um, were different kind of fucking music. You can't even categorize the, the doors as a genre, because they have so much fucking different shit, like psychedelic. Um, uh, I mean, <clears throat> just fucking different shit, y'all. I mean, I, for real. So, um... Let's talk about what the fuck went down. So, supposedly, supposedly, um, the Beatles left so many clues in their album covers. And this is the whole thing. Now, the inf the first information that I, that I gave you, it's kind of hard to find unless you've seen the documentary. Now, I didn't get everything from the documentary, but I did my own research. So, I really can't give credit to the documentary all, um, all the way. But they have some interest, interesting shit. Now, the interesting thing about this is that the clues were 
it, they were sporadic, and they were just specific to the time that Paul McCartney died, um, things of that nature. Uh, the the fact that they mentioned that he looked like a walrus, well, the, the cop mentioned that he looked like a walrus, and I'm pretty sure you guys heard the, that one song, I am the Eggman, I am the walrus, cuckoo all that shit, right? Well, those are clues left in those songs and albums that literally points to, hey, this Paul McCartney ain't the fucking real Paul McCartney. And there's there's different subtleties that you can notice. And it's weird because there is evidence that it, 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 it kind of fucking points to where this guy did have surgery. There's scars on his lip, things of that nature. And we're going to break down all that shit, right? We're definitely going to break down that. But the... The uh, agency, the MI5 agency, which I'm assuming is like the FBI or some shit over here, or Homeland Security, something of that nature. I'm not fucking familiar, so I'm not going to talk too much shit. But they kind of got, they kind of went and, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know. This is the part that confuses me, is how would the MI5 know that they're leaving clues. I mean, yeah, it could be possible, but I mean, that's one of the reasons also that John Lennon was supposedly going to come out and, and, and say what's good, all that shit, right? He was going to confess all this bullshit. That is the reason why he was assassinated. Now, let's talk about the logic of the, of the, this person. Now he was assassinated by, uh, someone by the name of Mark David Chapman. Now, this guy was a fan, a longtime fan of the Beatles and John Lennon, but here's the excuse that they use for this shit, if it's real. He was angry at John Lennon because, because of his religious conversion. So he didn't really fucking um, take, it to, take it too well, and he highly publicized that shit. Um, <clears throat> that... Um, and John Lennon highly publicized that they were more popular than Jesus. That's when people really had a fucking shit fit. They had that shit. You know, it was crazy because a lot of American DJs kind of banned the Beatles on, and they encouraged. I, I don't. I definitely don't want to say what religion. I want. I don't know. Maybe I just want to Christian, maybe or Christianity. Um, they wanted people to get rid of all their their records and like fuck this we no longer listen to the beatles let's burn all this shit it was a big fucking deal a huge deal this was a big deal to the point where people at mark david chapman's church would joke around you know that imagine if you know john lennon was dead re referring to his song now this it could be true it could be not true i don't know but they were also playing with the 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 idea that the song imagine was communist so if it's true if it wasn't mi5 if it wasn't you know if it was just a crazed fan this these are the results of religious fanatics i definitely know that there's nothing wrong with practicing your religion you know religious faith religious freedom it's is what makes america well, one of the things that makes america great and the there are so many religious nuts out there. I I kind of knew a couple of them. Fuck, <laughs> I actually didn't know a couple of them. Uh, there was this, there was this one girl in college that used to wear a long dress. 
and she was really beautiful. Like she would wear just long dresses. She wouldn't even expose her ankles, right? She was gorgeous, and she had. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, she had a fucking fat booty. I'm talking about fucking brick house booty. You know what I mean? I know I know what y'all thinking like fuck, but nah, that is a fucking fat booty. So the crazy thing about this shit is that. She would talk about, yeah, I used to party, I but, you know, I found God, I found faith. <laughs> and the funniest thing is that my fucking mind was like, man, you know what? I know you. I know you, and I know that you're fucking down for whatever. You know, it's just weird. I have, I don't say I have a sixth sense, but I could feel that she was... She was pushing herself for something that she did not want to do. You know, but she like, no, fuck that. I'm going to keep at this because, you know, but I could tell. She said, oh, you should come to church with me. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I already know. If I go to church with you, it's over. It's done. We ain't, we're not going to fucking, we're not even going to make it to church. Yo, straight up. Like, you know what the deal is? Like, I'll get curious. I'll start asking questions. You'll start reminiscing, and that's it. I'm going to be all up in those fucking guts, baby. Yeah. You know, that little placata, 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 placata. Make them cl- <laughs> make them cheeks clap, y'all. What's up? Yeah, I'm a fucking... I'm a, when it comes to sex, I'm a dirty-ass motherfucker. Not in the sense where I like to get peed on or I like to pee on people and shit. But I'm... Fuck. When I fuck, I'm down to fuck. Yo, ain't none of this fucking prude missionary-style bullshit. Now, I'm like the pussy... You're going to suck my dick. We going to fuck. <laughs> hey, that's how I do. That's how I am. Fuck yeah. For real. I fucking love sex. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. So, I mean, they were they were going to go ahead and plead insanity for this motherfucker cuz not only that, he had a he had a list of um of people he wanted to kill. Mainly well, just celebrities. He was uh, thinking about uh, uh killing Johnny Carson. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor and just to name a few. So they're they're trying to get that the insanity plea for this motherfucker, but nah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty fucking insane killing a celebrity like that. So I'm just gonna break down how this shit happened. It was, I believe, December eight, nineteen eighty. John Lennon walked into the archway of his apartment at the Dakota. From a few far, from a few yards away, um, a Mark David Chapman unloaded, I believe, five shots at John Lennon uh, from his Charter Arms undercover thirty-eight special revolver. Damn, thirty-eight. Woo. Yeah, hit him. Four hit him in the back. Was sent to the hospital, and was pronounced dead. That fucking sucks. And Mark David Chapman was holding well when the cops got there was holding a copy of the catcher in the rye i think i've read that book once or twice i may read it again because you know what i think it's important to have literature literature uh and classic literature at that because a lot of this shit believe it or not folks a lot of these fucking books are getting rid they're getting rid of at school in the curriculum i know you know what i don't want to say for sure but i know uh I'm suspecting that I've seen somewhere. To Kill a Mockingbird is out. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Fahrenheit uh, 415 or some shit like that. 
um, books like that, books like like that shit, you know, are are really um being suppressed now, which is kind of fucking weird because those are classics and those talk about some crazy little topics, y'all. Don't want to get into it right now, but if you guys have a chance to fucking check those books out for real, they're fucking dope. Not too quite sure on why he was holding that fucking copy, but hey, he said it was going to be his manifesto. Anyway, let's fucking get into this shit. Let's go ahead and talk about all the little fucking clues that were left in this, um, in these albums, especially the, the album covers that really weird. Now, one thing that's fucking pretty crazy, this is pretty fucking nuts. Uh, in the whole transition of, of, of you know, the new Paul McCartney I don't want to say more than I know, but I think they took a trip to India. And they took a trip to India, and they visited this this famous, famous uh, guru that um, would assist them in actually bringing... <laughs> How fucking high do you have to be to think this shit, Right. This guru would assist them in bringing Paul McCartney's soul and putting it into fall. <laughs> How high do you have to be to fucking do that shit? <laughs> oh, fuck me. Yo, fuck. Motherfuckers were either on acid, shrooms, or a combination of both. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and, and the guru was Maharishi Mahesh, but I think that he just go by Maharishi. Maharishi. Wow. That's fucking insane. Let's go ahead and take a little pause here and, again, talk about our sponsor. This Blum Report podcast has been brought to you by Weed. Smoke it like this. Oh, oh, that was a big fucking hit. Mm, yeah, you know what I compare smoking cannabis to? Smoking cannabis is uh, this intimate relationship. Now, to me, cannabis—all plants are female. Now, don't get mad and don't fucking go say that I'm assuming every plant's gender. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to get banned for that shit. Uh, I'll give a fuck. But I think of it as, as um, cannabis is as a female. And let's just say that, you know, and it could be any fucking gender you want, all right? So don't fucking get all, eat your fucking panties or boxes or whatever the fuck you wear in a twist. <laughs> So I think of it because I'm hetero, I'm going to use the female example. It's like coming home and just seeing that fine, fine female. Mm, mm. Talk to her like, hey, what's up, baby? What's going on? Yeah, how's your day? Mm, okay. Well, let me get you out of those clothes. Something more comfortable like my penis. <laughs> but really, really, I mean, come on, y'all. It's some something. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be, I don't know if the first guy to say this, but. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know about all y'all, but me as a male, sometimes I fucking feel sexy as fuck. A lot of the times, actually, you know what I mean? And that's my confidence in, in speaking and all that shit, but I feel fucking sexy as fuck. 
I could compare it to a female, you know, when they say, oh, I feel sexy today, all that shit. Like, man, I fucking feel sexy as fuck today. You know what I mean? And women or the fucking other gender you're trying to attract, y'all, they fucking, they vibe with that shit. It's confidence, baby. Anyway, fucking, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't fucking know how the fuck you would think that's even physically possible, you know. Maybe you're really deep into your 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 religious studies or belief or it, whatever the fuck that is, and you just really fucking start believing that this shit is fucking true. Like, hey man, you know what? And you know for sure, for sure, they paid him a fucking fee, straight up. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna fucking take these motherfuckers for a ride. I'm gonna let them know, like, okay, cool, yeah. Then all the procedures done, man. I swore I did it last time. Like, <laughs> let's jump on these albums. Let's see what's up. <laughs> I must be fucking big. All right, so I'm sorry. Que pedo, que pinche pedo, que. All right, so um, yeah, that's my little uh, Spanish. Español, cabrones. A huevo. Um, <laughs> all right, so if you guys want to go ahead and and check these album covers out. You're more than welcome to, of course, uh, on your own. So let's talk about Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. So, in the uh, this this album cover was made to kind of look like a funeral. There's a bunch bunch of people there. The first thing that you notice, or that you can notice, is on the left hand side, the middle left hand side. All the Beatles are there. It's Paul McCartney. Uh, Ringo, George, and John, and all, and this is to symbolize the day of the funeral. They all look super sad, super just fucking out of it, right? Like you would expect at somebody at a funeral. Also, more towards the bottom of it, there is a three-string guitar. Now, this string, three-string guitar, <laughs> symbolizes only the only three fucking members, the actual true members of the Beatles that are left. Um, more farther to the le- to the right, uh, there's a doll, and that doll has a bloody driving glove. Symbolize you know the crash. Um, there is also the um, if the whole thing about lonely hearts in the middle of the bass drum. There's a bass drum in the middle and it says Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club's band, and the middle has the words Lonely Hearts. Now, I don't know what the fuck they did or some shit like that, but they kind of cropped it. They split it or some shit. And pretty much um, what it says is 11-9, he died. That's when uh, Paul McCartney uh, allegedly died in that car accident. So these are are pretty fucking crazy clues. Now, I don't know about the Black Core Anglaise. I don't know what the fuck that is. But there's also... If you go in the middle, more towards the the top portion of the actual sleeve, you can see a somebody with an open palm. Now that is to symbolize the symbol, or the open palm symbol that the priest the priest makes when you know there's a funeral and they're about to bury the, the body and shit like that. So, also the um, the back of the actual album cover supposedly has George Harrison. Pointing at the time of, of, of death of um, Paul McCartney. I don't know. 
don't exactly remember if it was 5 a.m., but it's it's a it's close to 5 a.m. So, okay. Now, I mean, it, it, <laughs> if you're if this is fucking true and you were sworn to secrecy by MI5, and you're putting these clues on there, that's pretty fucking ballsy, straight up. That's pretty ballsy. Now, I could understand because if this is true, I mean, John Lennon's fucking last words to Paul probably were really fucked up because they were fighting over this, you know, the artistic differences in a song. And, I mean, fuck. Sometimes it's shit happens like that. You hear stories about somewhere, maybe on the internet or maybe somebody close to you that says, hey, um, you know, yeah, they'll tell you a story about somebody that, that passed away that they, the family member that they knew or a friend. A lot of the times you hear, fuck, man, the last thing I did was, you know, we had a fucking argument. That's the last time I saw him. You know what I mean? So um, I can only imagine the stress these motherfuckers were under. I mean, yeah, they did have a successful career. They all did their, did their own shit. They, they, you know, did their solo shit and all that stuff. I don't know if Ringo did. I know George Harrison did, like, maybe an album or two, something like, something like that. I think... John Lennon did, did more shit with Yoko and all that bullshit. Uh, fucking Yoko, splitting up the band. Fuck. <laughs> but let's go ahead and jump into this other album. Now, this is the um, Abbey Road album. Now, this is the... the um, uh, it's kind of hard to describe. But if you guys want to go ahead and go along with me, please do so. So we, it's, let's make this more interactive. You know what I mean? So if you look at the cover for the Abbey Road album... There is a couple of things that are supposedly um, there for clues. Now, let's go ahead and also talk about this for a little bit. When you pretty much, I don't know exactly if there's a name for this shit or there's a condition or something, but when you look hard enough somewhere, you're going to find something. You know what I mean? Not that it's true or not, but you're going to fucking find something. Your mind's going to make something like, oh, yeah, I, this connects. This fucking connects. You know what I mean? That is That has a lot to do with the conspiracy theorists. And, and they're, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I love talking about conspiracies. But in reality, there's things that I, I believe, but I don't believe them 100% because I have no fucking proof. I can't prove them. You know what I mean? And, and then a lot of these fucking, a lot of these stories conspiracies we're probably not going to be able to prove even if they're true because they're a conspiracy for a reason they're being kept under wraps for a reason and i'm pretty sure your local government or my local government is pretty fucking pretty <laughs> pretty good at keeping that fucking under so yeah um the uh so supposedly this this symbolizes the funeral of paul mccartney so and a lot of a lot of the the covers for the Beatles after Paul McCartney died, they have Paul McCartney either looking in, in another direction. Um, his his photo is just off. Maybe everybody has a different colored background, and he has you know everybody has the same colored background, and he has a different colored background. It's fucking weird, but the, that's one of the things that if you look at all the co- most of the covers after that shit after um, the the death. It looks like they're either outing him there. He's looking some other way to, you know, give clue that, hey, this is not the fucking real Paul McCartney. So everybody's walking down this down this uh, little crosswalk here and they're 
all well, they're all wearing shoes except for Paul McCartney. Now this is, from what I know, um, how people are buried without shoes. I mean, what the fuck do you need a need for shoes? You know, it'd be kind of weird, I guess. From what I've gathered, there's different, um, you know, fucking theories about what they're wearing, but. John Lennon is wearing white, which in some religions is the color of mourning. Um, Ringo Starr is just using traditional black. And in some cultures, denim is mourning. I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Um, so this is... Oh, and you know what? I want to get into this shit. The... The... Um, the godfather of of embedding crazy fucking messages on a record or on a track backwards was John Lennon. So he he called it backwards masking. And of course, I'm pretty sure you guys you guys have heard about this shit before. Um I think I'm not even sure. I I don't want to say which band. I think maybe I know Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin they have some crazy shit in there. <laughs> Real crazy shit. Not only that, they they wrote that song in record time. I don't know, like maybe forty minutes an hour. It was it was fast. It was fucking fast. Not only that, I believe that they they recorded it in a studio where there was a lot of shit going down paranormal uh, wise. So yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy. We'll talk about that shit too. But there is a message, and if you play backwards, it supposedly says Paul is dead. Now, it was said that, you know, he didn't say that. It Supposedly he said um, some other off shit. The whole point is that he fucking, you could supposedly hear that. Now, of course, again, if you're looking for something, you're going to find it. That's the same thing with, you know, electronic voice phenomenon, EVPs, things of that nature. When you, when people go ghost hunting and they ask a, ask a entity that might be there or ghost a question and you can definitely not hear that hear it but when you play the recording um you know at a high volume or try to isolate that you know you can hear supposedly shit it's the same way again it could be possible it could be not so i don't know but um the um there is a license plate with one of the one of the actual actual beetle bugs actually uh, cars and it says 28 if or if now it is supposedly the uh, age that paul mccartney would be at the time of, of the um, the album, if he was still alive, so um, the um, also there's a cigarette in in uh, Paul McCartney's hand, and the dominant hand I believe was not right; it was left. So of course that's another fucking clue that um, yeah he was fucking there, you know. <laughs> uh, there's also police van parked outside of the road, and it's black. Which pretty much symbolizes the um, the van that they were taken into the day of the accident, and they were told to uh, keep quiet about that shit. Also, there is a girl in a blue dress. If you guys remember uh, Rita, the girl in the blue dress, that's fucking crazy, right? That's fucking nuts. Um, also, there is in the far far background there is three people that are standing there. Again, that symbolizes that there's only re three real um, actual members that remain and, of course, fall. All right, let's take another fucking hit and see.
I've been doing doing the cholo accent today because I feel feel very very fucking cholo. I've been checking out uh, Fools Gone Wild, <laughs> Little Mystery. Shout out to that motherfucker. I don't even fucking know him, but his shit is fucking funny as fuck, y'all. Everybody's invited, not just cholos. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the uh, Magical Mystery Tour album. This album has um, art that has members shown as uh, wearing animal costumes. And of course, one of them is a walrus. So, with the hand above his head. So, uh, w- supposedly, walruses are symbols of death in some cultures. I mean, fuck, whoever <laughs> looked into this really fucking did his homework for real. So, um, also, of course, um, we are talking about the... Um, the comment that Maxwell, the MI5 agent, made that he kind of looks like a walrus, of course, right then and there, that's that's another fucking clue. In the reissue, the CD reissue in 2009, inside the booklet, Paul McCartney is shown sitting behind a desk with a nameplate that reads, I was. But you can go on further and speculate that it reads, I was you. Perhaps maybe he's signaling, hey, I was uh, Paul McCartney, but now I'm dead. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. Um, On page eight of the booklet, John Lennon is seen manning a ticket booth with a sign that reads, the best way to go is by M&D Co. So supposedly M&D Co. was the mortuary that, um, you know, did the procedure for the funeral. I don't know. I, I'm still a little skeptical, but all the clues that are there are pretty fucking crazy. This one's a little bit, I'm in between this one because there's, everything is right there. All the clues. Now we just need to fucking have a confession. <laughs> that shit ain't never going to happen for real. Straight up on page nine or page 11 of the actual CD booklet. Page nine is, I think the, the actual sleeve for the record and page 11 is in the CD booklet. It has the, because um, you can call it a heading, the magic begins to work. And it has images of Paul McCartney and all that shit. And then there is another heading that says Fool on the Hill. So um, on the word hill, the L is extended over Paul McCartney's head to make it look like a head injury where he was split open, which was the um, one of the details for the supposed crash that happened when he died. Also, the song Strawberry Fields Forever. When the song is over, supposedly when it fades out, you could hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul. Again, not solid 100%, but the really cool, interesting thing that I really think came out of a, a lot of this shit was the backwards masking, the the, the uh, hidden messages in the, in the records, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> It's fucking nuts. Like I, I was stating earlier, a lot of people did that shit. Um, a lot of... I fucking don't remember what song it was, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's Kiss, but they had a song like that too. I think Black Sabbath has one too in the shit. Anyway, yeah, a lot of people do that shit. It's real fucking popular. Let's talk about the White Album. The White Album. I don't know. If, this is fucking pretty ballsy. Pretty ballsy, if it's true. So one of the pictures in... I don't know if it's a sleeve or whatever the fuck it is. Supposedly, there's an autopsy picture of Paul McCartney, um, I guess, being hair being washed, you know, 
you know, getting get, getting him ready for a funeral. I don't know. It looks pretty fucking crazy. Also, in this sleeve, there's a picture of William Campbell. You guys remember I was talking about earlier. William Campbell was the guy that won the lookalike contest, the Paul McCartney lookalike contest, where there was no winners announced public publicly, but of course he was chosen. So um, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about the surgery, the surgery that he did. He had major, major fucking surgery, even though he did look a lot like Paul McCartney. I mean, the fucking brows changed, the ears, the fucking hair, the lips. Now, I know that there is a, there's a, there's a video, I believe, of, I don't know if it, if it's the, the right angle, but. You could clearly fucking see a scar under Paul McCartney's lip, his upper lip. It's fucking crazy. So supposedly after he received one of his surgeries, that's when they grew the mustache because all of them grew it because they wanted to say, okay, well, this is maybe transitional a look for the, for the band, but all of them did it supposedly to cover up that scar from surgery. Now, I'm not going to go too into much detail. You guys can definitely check that shit out. Um, but I mean... If you have the the best surgeons in the world under your, I can say, in your pocket, fuck, sky's the limit. I mean, if plastic surgery was, quote unquote, good back then, I mean, there's got to be fucking even more, more huge advances in that shit. Now, of course, a lot of people noticed that he was taller sometimes. I don't fucking know. Now, here is something that might be logical. So the, so the primary cause of Paul's change is kind of the unavoidable, you know, loss of boyish facial facial fat, you know, as he pretty much matured, matured from late teens to, uh, to very early 20s to mid later 20s. So, I, I mean, it could be that, but it's there's just a lot of shit that is kind of weird. Supposedly, like I said, he was taller. One of the ears was not fucking right. And the craziest part about it is that supposedly they had to literally teach this motherfucker fall McCartney fall. If it's true, they had to teach him how to play guitar. They had to teach him how to sing shit like that. And a lot of the times they would, I guess, try to mask his voice with other, you know, other shit in the song. Like, if, like if, for instance, they, they had their psychedelic period, I think. So they would use experimental, you know, sounds and shit like that to incorporate in the fucking song to help hide his, you know, his singing voice. Of course, over the years, he did he did fucking become a fantastic musician. Um, but this is supposedly what the reason why. Now, again, I want to just fucking say that everything that I talk about here in this podcast, I've said it before. I don't 100 percent believe it because I have no proof. But. I love playing devil, devil's advocate on this fucking podcast to see, okay, let's go ahead and say it is true, you know, and let's see the details for themselves. And of course, um, I've learned to do this a lot more now, especially when I, you know, when I do the Gen- gentleman of logic podcast, that's literally what we're doing is we're, is it logic or are we using logic here? And shout out, man, shout out to the homie Simon, my homie, the brother from another mother. Down Under Thunder, the homie from the Gentleman of Logic podcast. Check that shit out, y'all. That shit is dope. Real. So, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about this shit. 
this is a this is a good one. And I have never heard of, of this little detail before. So they're saying that the reason why Paul McCartney looks so different in all these all these all these pictures is for one reason. Paul McCartney supposedly used his brothers that looked a lot like him in the pictures. I mean, they the pictures do look fucking different. Comparing all of them, I mean, they fucking look different. There's no doubt about that shit. If you're fucking blind, I can see that shit. So that that's a good excuse. Uh, the reason why he did it is because sometimes he didn't really want to fucking, you know, be seen in fucking public. Shit like that. Things of that nature. Mm, I mean, he, he literally supposedly used uh, his brothers to appear for him when he was sick. Or, you know, he's just not really fucking up for it. That's, um, that's fucking nuts. That's kind of a weird excuse because I don't, well, it is probably possible that your brothers look almost identical to you, which is, uh, I mean, it probably could pass for that shit. I mean, I don't fucking look like my brother. <laughs> I definitely don't look like my brothers straight up. Um, I don't even look Mexican sometimes. Uh, I look, I look Middle Eastern and Arabian and I, my dad looks Middle Eastern, uh, uh and, and Arabian as well. Maybe even Lebanese, but <laughs> my dad even fucking goes to markets, uh, Lebanese markets, because the the food's always fresh and all that shit. And they literally start talking to him in his language, like what the fuck. <laughs> Recently, when my my dad also was in the hospital, that I guess one of the doctors tried to talk to him, speak to him, in, you know, in in Lebanese language. And I guess the nurse, they were going back and forth. The doctor and the nurse were going back and forth in the language, and it, my dad kind of. Kind of just like, no, I'm not Lebanese, I'm Mexican. And like, how did you know what we said? It's kind of like the tone you use, you know. I don't think they meant anything by it, but they kept telling my dad, like, no, you look like my grandpa. Like, no, fuck, you're not, you're one of us. <laughs> so, anyway, but now I, I want to just, I want to go ahead and I mean, this is something crazy to digest, to digest fucking fully. What I'm not understanding is why why George Harrison didn't you know go public in, in on his side of the country, you know he felt like this was it, you know he felt like this was that ha- this had to be put out in public because they could no longer live with that shit. Let's say for if this is really true, I mean fuck if this is really true, imagine. You lose your best friend, your bandmate, you know, because of some stupid ass argument. They take off. They drive down the street. They meet somebody um, and your band is fucking huge in their prime or maybe even stepping, barely stepping, dipping their toes in their in the prime, in their prime. And, um, you know, you pick up a girl, whatever fucking reason you want to pick her up, you know, because it's raining. This girl recognizes who you are. gets crazy. Starts fucking pawing at you, hugging you. You lose control. You hit a pole, you flip your car over, you split your head open, you die. I mean, fuck. For that to happen in, I mean, because Paul McCartney left before 5 a.m. And for that to shit to happen in just a, a fucking blink of an eye, I mean, fuck. Not only that, but you literally had to, which is cool. I mean, you had to mourn by yourself, but nobody else knew of, of the death of, of, of Paul McCartney. So I can see how that really affects you and, and really fucks with you. But here's the thing. Nobody fucking, I mean, nobody forced them to continue to be the Beatles. Nobody forced them at all. You know, they, they decided because 
they thought this was correct thing to do. Be, they did it for the country, obviously, and for all these fans that that were literally they thought they would be mass suicides. Now, would they be? Would there be mass suicides? I mean, was there mass suicides when Michael Jackson passed away? There was not. But again, it's fucking 1960s logic. You do what you fucking can with that information. All right, so we're gonna do one more album cover. So there is there is a a album called Yesterday and Today, and this is um uh known as the Butcher cover. Okay, so the cover has of course um Ringo, John, uh George, and and Paul. In the middle is Paul. And it's fucking weird, y'all. It, I don't fucking know. This is really fucking out there. But the album has a bunch of, like, parts of meat. Like, you know, like a butcher takes and just, you know, just does his thing. They're all bloody and shit. Paul has a head, a, a doll's head, sitting on his lap while everybody has, you know, all these fucking body parts. It's fucking weird, y'all. But there, it looks like body parts. A lot of, you know, little dolls and shit. So, there's another picture in the album, and everybody is standing, you know, um, I believe uh, John Lennon is on top of a, I don't know if it's a, um, uh, fucking, I don't know, it's a, it's, it looks like a fucking magician's box, it's a big old fucking, it's a big box. So, he stand, he's sitting in the box, while everybody's, you know, standing behind him, it, so if you turn it sideways, it's like he's in a coffin. It's buried. I don't fucking see it. I think people are just looking too too much into that shit. I just don't fucking. I don't buy it. I this is one thing that I don't fucking buy. So this was just people fucking being weird and you know fucking odd shit. I mean, I'm not a look. I I know about pop music and shit like that because I know. I mean, I fucking like music. Now I can't say that I like pop music. But I know of it because I know because I like I like music, even if I don't. It's not my favorite. I still not listen to it. But if somebody's listening to it, I'm not going to fucking get all butthurt and shit. Right. Like, for instance, Lady Gaga, if you guys know who the fuck that is, she wore a fucking a meat dress to an award show. I mean, come on. There's it's it's fucking shock. It's it's just shock and awe, shock value. You know what I mean? That's why people put. That's why a lot of the fucking black metal bands go so extreme because it's shock value. Some of them do fucking get down like that and do the whole black metal thing to the fucking fullest. You know what I mean? Devil worshippers and all that shit. Marilyn Manson supposedly devil worshipper or a Satanist, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I mean, fucking tweet his own fucking religion, right? But it's shock value. That's what it is. It's mainly just shock value. Fucking Alice Cooper. Kiss. I mean, fuck. Just to name a few. Slipknot. I mean, shock value. They, they wore masks, kiss, wore makeup. Alice Cooper wore makeup. You know, it's just fucking shock. And with that, my great, great audience, my cannibals, we complete this fucking weird-ass fucking uh, Bloom Report podcast episode. Please, please, please look out for brand new episodes. We're still doing the thing. I may, I may do one once every two weeks, which is fucking all right with me. So, please, uh, go back to the old episodes. Check out my shit. Uh, we have some very interesting podcasts coming up. Um, we have a couple Halloween ones coming up. Um, I 
I don't even know what the fuck to do every goddamn Halloween, but I'm gonna fucking try, I'm gonna find some fun uh, this fucking this time around. So, also, we have a brand brand new, um, I guess, branch off of this of this podcast. It's gonna be called Cannibals Love Corner. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can imagine what the fuck's gonna be about. So. Um, if you guys have any, any, any uh, issues with relationships, just mainly relationships, sex, your partner's doing this, your partner doesn't want to go down on you, it's going to be very explicit, let me tell you. You know, it's going to be about sex, about relationships, because sex is beautiful, y'all. Sex is, ooh, fucking gorgeous. I love sex. Who the fucking, who the fuck does not like sex, yo, for real? So we're going to be talking about that shit. Of course, we're going to have on uh, Simon from the Gentleman Logic Podcast and, of course, a bunch of other guests that we're having. So please look out for that shit. The Blow Report Podcast is advancing. We, I mean, it sounds even better now than it did three years ago two years ago so i mean i'm fucking doing the progress i'm putting in the work y'all and i love that you guys just want to listen to my bullshit really and of course like i said i don't have all the facts you know just take it how you want it the grain of rice none of this shit is too serious i fucking for my for my own sake i try to keep it right. fuck around if you guys go back to the other podcast i mean so the reason why I say that is, of course, as I stated before in the beginning of the podcast, mental health is very important, important. <laughs> very important and crucial. So please, y'all, again, please try, 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 try to fucking reach out to somebody. Try to change your shit, you know, change your vibe. Fucking lose people that are no good for you. You know what I mean? Lose that shit. Get, get, so, get with somebody that is going to really fucking push you. Of course, you have to push yourself 100%, but it always helps when you have a friend that really knows the get down, that really wants to push you, make you uh, better. You know what I mean? So please, y'all. Again, I love you guys for real. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Really. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. I hope that this finds you well. I hope that you guys are doing your thing, y'all. Do you. Fuck the rest. For real. So... Of course, in the uh, Blum Report fashion, we're going to fucking sign off with a fucking bowl. That's right, because I didn't fucking smoke all this fucking segment. So, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. All right. Love y'all. Peace out. <laughs> Later, y'all. <coughs> Peace out. <coughs> Shit.